So is it ever God's will for us to suffer from a physical disability, an ailment or a sickness? Or do we simply always attribute those things as works of the devil? In the why we get sick series today, we're going to be looking at this question and whether Paul's thorn in the flesh is a good scriptural basis to make a decision from in relation to God's will with disease and sickness. The purpose of the why we get sick series is to provide you with the various reasons for why we get sick. For you to look at them and identify with any one of them that may be applicable to you. You read in Leviticus how the lepers had to go to the high priest to present themselves to, to determine whether they do indeed have leprosy or whether they are clean. And in the same way today, I propose to you that it is the same responsibility of the individual to go and present himself to our high priest. Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, to be to, to determine what the ailment is, what the problem is, if there is any. Not it is not um, the, the 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 people around the public. We oftentimes go and we point the finger and we say this and this and this is why you're sick. The purpose of these series of videos is not that. It is simply to provide you with the various possibilities for you to look yourself in the mirror and see if any of these may apply to you. So I'm by no means proposing that everyone who is sick is the reasons that I'm proposing are the only reasons, but I'm going to propose that they are the most common reasons. And so first we're going to be looking at Paul's thorn in the flesh. This is a story which is very commonly used to, to, by people to say, well, you know, God gives us infirmities and disease and sickness um, in order to teach us a lesson or to, to, to or, or whatever reason. So we're going to open up in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7 where Paul speaks and about this matter. And he says, And to keep me from exalting myself because of the exceeding greatness of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to hit me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the master three times to take it away from me. And he said to me, My favor is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly then, I shall rather boast of my weaknesses, so the power of Messiah rests on me. Therefore, I take pleasure in weaknesses, in insults, in needs, in persecutions, and distresses for the sake of Messiah. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, it is, this is, like I said, very commonly used to say, well, you know, Paul, he had some kind of a disease or he was struck with some kind of a sickness by a messenger of Satan. And God did that to keep him humble. God did that to keep him in line. But if we really carefully only read this first few verses, we see that he never makes a specific mention of diseases. He makes mention of weaknesses and insults and needs and persecution and distress for the sake of Messiah. So disease can certainly may be able to fall into one of those categories, but it's not explicitly mentioned. Now, instead of simply running to here and, and, and cherry picking a verse, what we really need to do is go earlier on to see what Paul is speaking about, because Paul actually does tell us these persecutions, these weaknesses, these things, the thorn in the flesh. He actually tells us what he is speaking about. 
2 Corinthians 11 verse 24. Five times I received from the Jews 40 stripes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In many travels, in dangers of waters, in dangers of robbers, in dangers of, from my own race, from the nations, in dangers in the city, in the desert, in the sea, and dangers amongst false brothers, in toil and hardship, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the matters from outside, what comes upon me daily, the anxiety for all the assemblies. If I have to boast, I shall boast of matters that show up my weakness. And so this is exactly the explanation that Paul is giving of the thorn in the flesh. The multitude of persecution, shipwrecks, and um, distresses of, of people betraying him. And all of these matters, which were hardships, they were trials that he went to, had to go through in ministry. And he says that the Father permitted these things to happen, to come upon me, to keep me humble in terms of keep me um, understand where my power comes from is understand that I am I am weak and but he is strong but see nowhere does he mention that he was pre, that God gave him a disease or a sickness the closest he gets to it is nakedness but he never goes and says that God gave me a disease. God gave me a sickness. So by this, we can by no means go and use Paul's thorn in the flesh to say that he had that thorn in the flesh was a sickness. Because very clearly he gives us five, six, seven verses of explanation on what this thorn in the flesh is. And it's the multitude of persecutions. And so with this, you see, what we often do as believers is when we're sick, when, you know, the stress comes upon someone else and they're, they're struck with a disease, we oftentimes can come and either think ourselves or, or tell someone else, oh, you know what, you know, God's just keeping you humble. Oh, you know what, yeah, God, God is doing that because he, he wants to show you that you're weak and, and what. No, that's not what Paul's thorn in the flesh speaks about. Yeshua very clearly says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. And so when he came and he walked on this earth, what did he do? He came and he healed the leper. He came and opened the blind eyes. He came to heal every disease and sickness and infirmity that there was that came to him. All that came to him went away delivered. He never turned any single person down. In all of scripture, we don't have one example of him turning anyone down who came for healing. So for us to say that Yeshua would, would tell us or tell um, someone, oh, you know what? I'm not going to heal you right now because you need to learn a lesson. That would be that is absurd because Yeshua never says that in his earthly ministry. And when he ascends into heaven, he hands that ministry over to us as well. And he says, so now here's the great commission. Go out to the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature, baptizing them, casting out demons, healing the sick, amongst other things. And so, in the same way, if we are going to walk as our Messiah in obedience to that, we cannot make excuses that he never made. We cannot make excuses he never made. We have to follow him. 1 John 3 verse 8, He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So he's saying that the devil is the sinner. The devil has brought um, infirmity and, and, and works of the devil. 
and, and placed it on. And that's amongst other things placed on people. And he came to destroy those works. But now the important thing that we need to go and determine is, is, is all diseases then, is all sicknesses then works of the devil? Is all infirmity works of the devil? Or are they also, can it also be considered a work of God? This isn't a fine line because we can see that work. We can we can easily label all sickness as as works of the devil or all disability as works of the devil. But the scriptures paint a, a picture that's not as clear as an example of this. We see Paul when he was when he when God Yeshua Jesus encountered him on the road to Damascus. He was struck with blindness by God. He was struck with a blindness. He fell and he was later God commissioned a man to come to him to pray for him to open his eyes. So God made him blind and then God opened his eyes. And all of this was for this one simple reason. For the glory of God. And so we see that there are situations where God goes and he says, we see Yeshua saying, you know, it's not always about sin. It's not always about works of the devil. Sometimes my father has a purpose for his glory. Another example of this we can see in scripture is back in the Torah with Moses, because we see that Moses had some kind of a disability. And while many would debate what that exact disability was, Moses in the very least saw, look at, looked at himself and told Father, Yahweh, God, I am not qualified to speak to these people because my speech is not good enough. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? It is not I, the Lord. Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. And he said, oh, my Lord, please send someone else. And so we see that Moses goes to God and he tells him, Lord, I'm not eloquent of speech. And God says, Moses, who made the blind who made the deaf and he goes and God lists things and he says, I made these. Am I not able to be with your mouth? So there's two things that we see first that God made that God is able. It's not always a simple work of the devil, but that God can can make the blind. God can make the deaf someone who's born blind or someone who's born deaf. But there is a reason God and, and it's it's demonstrated so well in this example of Moses because God tells him basically God Moses, you need to go. You've got this disability. I don't care. You need to go because I'm going to work through you regardless of it. And so God is going to do it for his glory. God is going to say, you know, Moses, you can't do it, but because you can't do it, I'm going to show the people when they come to show up and see you, they're going to see that you can speak well. And it's by me because it's when you speak of the matters of God that you're going to speak well. But see, Moses does an interesting thing. He says, God, I don't want to do this. I refuse. God, I don't believe what you're saying, that you can that you, you can work through my mouth regardless. And Moses says, God, please send someone else. Another example then we see is with Yeshua and his disciples. When they come to 
this blind man and the disciples ask him Yeshua was it was it was it he was it he that was sinning or was it his parents that sinned who was it that brought this this disability upon him so see we see that the disciples had this idea and this concept already that sin can cause sickness it was a well understood concept because leprosy was even seen as those who were lepers they were it was seen as an issue of sin so that that concept that sin causes disease was already deeply engraved but then when i asked yeshua about this man yeshua said something interesting he said i tell you it's not this man who sinned or his parents but for the glory of god to be manifested and yeshua prayed for him and he opened his eyes but then he said something really peculiar I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And so we see that if Yeshua, Yeshua, he, the, the, the man gets healed and Yeshua explains about how, you know, while it is still day, we need to be doing these things while it, because night is coming when we can't do this. Well, I, he can't do this anymore. So he's saying, and then, and, and, and it's and it's right in context of this man being healed. So he's saying, while this time, while it is still day, while it's still the season for them for the great commission, because that's what he was doing—the great commission, bringing the good news to the lost. While it is still the season for this, we need to do it. And he prayed for the blind man, and got healed for the Father's glory, and the Father was glorified, and 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 by that many came to salvation. So now we see that there's this example of 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 someone who's born blind, and there's they, they, the man was probably like, "Why God? Why did you make me like this?" But there was only purposed for that one day that Yeshua would walk by and see him, and heal him for the glory of God. But see, brothers and sisters, listen to me. If God, if Yeshua did not pray for this man, if Yeshua passed him by, he would be blind for nothing. His blindness would not be glorifying God. And so that means that we can never make the excuse to say that someone is blind or someone is this. It must be God's will. I can't pray for you because the only reason for someone to be blind or someone to be have any kind of ailment for them to get healed. And so we can never make the excuse and say, I'm not going to pray because it's not God's will. I don't, I'm not going to pray because God didn't tell me I should pray. God already told us in the Great Commission to do so. And any ex- other excuse is unacceptable. And in the same way we see with Moses, when Moses chickened out of his role where God called him to speak, he basically trampled underfoot the purpose of his disability. Because I want to propose to you, brothers and sisters, that Moses was, had a disability, the same reason that that blind man had. And the reason was for the glory of God. And so because Moses chickened out and he said, no, let Aaron speak instead. The purpose of Moses' disability was made void. And it, and he, the, the, the purpose of his disability to give God the glory was never fulfilled. And so, see, there's a deeper lesson in this where whatever the disability, whatever the sickness, whatever it is, it may never keep us back from what God calls us to be because he's the one who enables us. 
He's the one who speaks through us. You see, brothers and sisters, I had the same issue. I'm not a, I was never a good speaker. I was always bad at public speaking. I, was, I had a, a, a social disability, a real problem where I can't, could not speak before people. But, for the, but the father one day called me on the stage and he said, you need to go and speak. And I came on that stage in much trembling and fear. And in that moment, when I opened my mouth, I get completely delivered from all of that. And so in the same way, the father will completely deliver when we say, when we walk into that role of God, I don't care if I'm this disabled in any way. I'm going to do it because you call me to anyway. And see, then that's when deliverance come. And not only that, it's also when we pass the blind man by in the street. It's a big problem. As Yeshua said, while it is day, we need to pray. Because while it is day, there are going to be people who, who, who have this ability, who are full of glory of God. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to watch the testimony, which I'll link up here for you, about the blind lady that I prayed for. It was the one day where I prayed for a blind lady, and God healed her miraculously. And, she was, and that brought many to salvation in that area. Now listen to me. If we look at a situation at someone who is sick and we we don't have the perspective, the bigger picture, we can often say, why, 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 why? But now if we take a step back and I and I look at the situation and we see it from God's perspective, we see that. Oh, God, thank you that she was blind. God, thank you that she couldn't see. And God, thank you that I walked by and thank you that you convicted my heart to pray. Because because of all of these things, many souls got saved from eternal separation from God. Now, listen to me. What is more important, the eternity of multitudes or the blindness, the temporary blindness of one? You see, brothers and sisters, when we look at it that way. See, there's there's such glory and beauty and even the things that seem horrific. And yes, there are there's there's the glory of God. There's things that happen for the glory of God. And there's things that happen that are simply works of the devil. And but the amazing thing is, is that God is so gracious and beautiful and amazing and all that he does. that he turns even the works of the devil around to give him glory. When we pick up our cross and follow him and do what he has called us to do. And so I want to end off with this verse of when John the Baptist's disciples came to Yeshua and they said, you know, we've heard of you. Who do you say you are? And Yeshua told the disciples, go tell John the following. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preach to them and see brothers and sisters all of these things it's up in there to give God glory it was there to confirm the identity of Yeshua and today many of those things still surround us and one of the purposes are even though many of our things are works of the devil why don't we turn it around as works of God where we go and we heal the sick and we do all these things because in it We confirm the Great Commission. We confirm what Yeshua has called us to do. And we confirm His name. 
Let's not what he told John's disciples become void and null, but let us confirm it further even today. And so I want to encourage you that if you're sick, that you go to the Father. You know, oftentimes what we do is we we want to run to a doctor as the first step. I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that the first ever step has to be when anything happens as we go to the Father with it and see and we ask him, Father, is how can I give you glory in the midst of this hardship? Because see, brothers and sisters, the, the, the unfortunate reality is that oftentimes we want to get healed not for the Father's glory. Oftentimes we want to get healed, not because we want to glorify and exalt the kingdom of God, but because we want to exalt our own kingdoms. We want to get healed for our own sakes. And that is a selfish thing. Because I, I, and, I, and I can say that because Yeshua didn't die for us to live for ourselves. He died for us to live for Him. You see, when we accept Him, we become bond servants, a slave to Christ, as Paul says. That means that we pick up our cross and we follow Him and we say, Father, no matter how I feel, where I'm at, what season I'm in, I'm going to glorify You in whichever way You allow me to and in whichever way You permit. And see, that's what we have to do. We have to come before him and step out in places where the world would look and say, You're, you can't go there because you've got this issue. You've got this physical disability. You've got this slurred speech. You've got whatever the case is, whatever sickness it is. You go into that place where God calls you regardless. And like Moses, he told Moses, you know, Moses, you've got this issue, but did I not make the blind? Did I not make the deaf? And can I not make your mouth speak so you can give me and my kingdom glory? And see, then suddenly that little issue that Moses had becomes all the more precious for the kingdom of God. Now, don't be like Moses. Brothers, I earnestly ask you, don't be like Moses who says, Father, no way. I can't do this. Let Aaron do it for me. Because see, Moses thought that he's going to be the one who had to do it. He didn't truly believe that God can heal him, that God can make, can speak through his mouth regardless of his disability. So now I want to ask you, what will you do with this? And I want to also ask you, what is your intention of getting healed? Is it to give yourself and your kingdom glory to exalt yourself? To fulfill your dreams and desires or to fulfill the dreams and desires and callings that God has for your life and the things that he has called you to. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if this blessed you. I'm going to be continuing making videos on this series, more reasons for why we get sick. And I encourage you to stay tuned, to analyze yourself in light of them, to see if the Father speaks to your heart through any of them. May God bless you and keep you. And if this video blessed you, consider also becoming a patron of this YouTube channel to support me and continue in the continuation of these videos to do this even more and more. Thank you for sticking through with me and I'll see you in the next video. Shalom. Here, bro.